welcome to the Slow Evolution Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Engelhardt, and this is the place for all things health and well-being for the busy mom of today. So grab a cup of tea and get ready to be inspired. Hello and welcome to today's episode where we will be talking all things community and the power of the people we surround ourselves with. And today I'm joined by a very special guest that is joining us already for a third time. She is mama-to-be to a baby boy due in November. She's a high school health and physical education teacher and a coach of high school volleyball and track teams. She is an Instagram fitness influencer who loves to work out, be active and have fun. Please welcome Elise Fleming. Hello, I'm so <laughs> glad to be back. Hello, hello. It's so great to have you on the podcast again. Thank you. I'm so excited to talk about our new topic of the day, community. It's so important and there's so many different takes on it. I can't wait to just dive in. Yeah, I I am also super excited and I love having you on the podcast and chatting about all the different aspects of a healthy lifestyle. I love your energy and um, yeah, and today's topic is no exception. And yes. Yeah, and when I was younger, I wasn't really aware of how the energy of, you know, the people around me affect me. But over time, I have become much more aware and I'm very careful, meanwhile, about who I actually spend my time with. Yeah, I think that community has become such a big part of who we are as just women and how we become who we are each day, That just the quality of people that we're interacting with and uh, inviting people into our tribe and then also that feeling of security within our relationships and it's something that so many people are looking for and that they want to have in their life and there's so many different ways to accomplish it and just learning how to be self-aware and how to create that and maybe having some tips to help us figure out where we're at and where we want to be can be a really good thing to help us in all of our relationships really. Oh, I absolutely agree. And uh, but I think that, you know, we have been taught from a very young age that we have to have it kind of all together. So, you know, very few people are actually keep it real. Um, yeah. If you think about it and talk about their, you know, struggles or open up about their difficult periods in their life. Just because I think we're just so scared that we might be judged or people might think less of us if we open up yeah. and talk about our struggles, which, you know, at the end of the day is super sad because if you think about it, you know, the magic happens exactly when you allow yourself to be vulnerable. And, yeah. and of course, you know, have the right people around you. You know, the Definitely. people that... Yeah, the people that encourage you to go after your goals, that, um, you know, keep it real and so on. What do I you just, say to anyone that is opposed to opening up and looking for that supportive community? Yes, most definitely. That's a great question. And I think that the biggest thing that we're hitting on is that fear and that anxiety, the fear and the anxiety of rejection or of being too open or being too vulnerable and that preventing me from creating meaningful relationships and relationships mm. that have depth because the reality is that in order to have really meaningful relationships with other individuals we have to 
allow ourselves to be a little bit more vulnerable and a little bit more transparent than maybe we are with the entire world or Mm. with the public. And that can be a scary thing, especially if someone has already experienced rejection of opening up and being vulnerable or has had relationships where people have failed to be supportive of them in those moments. I totally understand that. Like I've had those relationships too, where I thought that that person was my person who was going to be a part of my like ride or die community girl tribe. And then Mm. in those moments when you're really counting on them, maybe it just didn't work out and they weren't maybe the friend you thought they were, they let you down and that disappointment can be hard. But my biggest encouragement is that being vulnerable, it always pays off. You know, and yes. it, it may take time to get there, and that's okay. You can almost think of it like dating, right? We're looking for our girl tribe, our community, <laughs> our group of girlfriends, and uh, you're like, oh, how much is too much to tell on the first date? You know, I know, <laughs> like, I don't I know. want to scare them away, <laughs> but at the same time, being yourself is going to benefit you and that other person that you're trying to develop a true, meaningful relationship with. Because if I hold back and I'm not 100% myself, then I don't allow that other person to see me for who I am and Mm. also be able to accept me for who I really am. And I then create this kind of prerequisite that I am a certain way and I need to kind of keep up that facade. But if I can be just authentic and genuine with who I am going into any situation then ultimately if they like me they like me and if they don't they don't and that's okay because it allows you both to make the relationship decision that's best for both of you you know you're gonna find Mm. friends who genuinely are really interested in you interested in the same things as you love your vibe love being around you want to support you And that's because they know exactly the type of person that you are, rather than if I'm not vulnerable, if I'm not transparent, if I'm trying to be someone who I think they're going to like, then Mm. they may like me, but they may not like the real me. And ultimately, when we come to those hard moments in life, I need someone who is able to stand by the real me and knows what I really value and what's actually important to me. So that vulnerability can be so hard. Fear and anxiety can keep us from that. But also that fear and anxiety is going to keep us from experiencing meaningful relationships. And so it's the best reason to be able to just be myself and know that, hey, if that person isn't my truest, deepest friend or we aren't on the same wavelength, then that's okay. Like there's more girls out there and you can still get along with that person and find your tribe at the same time. I agree. And that's so powerful what you just said there. And I mean, even if I think about, you know, your your journey, your fitness journey, and now also your, um, you know, pregnancy journey, you're so open about it. And it's not an easy thing, you know, especially like if you think about where you started your fitness journey, and then, you know, you you got to your fittest point, and then you were kind of showing all, you know, all the different aspects of your journey and the struggles and, and, you know, the happy moments and the struggling moments and so on and so forth. But I think it's just so powerful because you were able to inspire so many and keep inspiring so many women out there to... You're so sweet. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) No, but this is really true. And, And, you know, it could be a scary thing because, you know, 
just to put yourself out there and to be like, okay, you know, this is where I am right now, or I'm struggling with this, or I'm struggling with that, but you know, this is how I'm dealing yeah. with it. And, and I find this, you know, truly amazing because then, as I said, you get to inspire so many other women and then yes. so many other women feel because, you know, in those moments when we struggle, we always feel no matter in what situation, we always feel like we are alone, like nobody yeah. ever has experienced anything like that, you know, yeah. and and when we open up and actually talk about it, all of a sudden we realize, oh, wait a second, I'm not alone in this, you know, because you have all these like other women women reaching out to you and all of a sudden saying oh I'm uh, you know I've been to something similar or I am going at the moment to something very similar and and then all of a sudden as you said you are building a very meaningful and amazing friendships and connections yeah I uh, can genuinely say that I have never regretted being open vulnerable and transparent even on a public platform and right. I would say even more so in a private platform, which may be mm. that friendship or that family member or whoever it is that you go to in tough times that I've never had an experience where I was struggling, things weren't going well for me or weren't what I expected. And I opened up to another person and that I regretted that choice. You know, mm. I have always said that that has created a better outcome. And uh, I'm so glad that I don't feel that I live in fear of judgment of anyone. That ultimately judgments are other people's reflections on your life, which don't really matter (laughs) because Mm. you're the one who's in control of your own life. And so you really don't have to live in this fear of being judged by other people or what they'll think of you if you don't have it all together. Because the thing is, no one has it all together. And so if they're judging you, then ultimately, like, we know that they probably have their own struggles and their own problems, and they may need support in that area as well. I remember there's a quote um, by Rachel Hollis, and Mm -hmm. it's been a very good empowering one because I think it empowers you to be able to be yourself so that people can see you for who you really are and you can build the community you want. But her quote is, other people's opinion of me is none of my business. Oh, I love that. Oh, yeah, I remember reading it somewhere. I know it's in her book. I read her book, but I think that that idea isn't so much that I dismiss how other people feel or what people think, but more so that if I can just be confident in my own struggles, you know, and confident Mm. in who I am and be self-aware, of those things and not have to have it all together that then I'm going to be able to actually create community with people. And if I don't open up, then I miss out on the opportunity to be able to create community and meaningful relationships. So it's always worth the risk. Yes. And ultimately you don't need the outside approval to feel what's the word I'm looking for to feel complete or to feel validated. There you go. Yeah. That was the word I was looking for. And, and it is so true. And I think that a lot of times we don't even think about how people, especially negative people, affect us. We kind of just assume, okay, this is how they are and I need to be a good friend or a good co-worker or whatever that might be. And as a society, I think that we have never been taught about the importance of what kind of people we surround ourselves with. Yes. Have you 
ever had that feeling, you know, when you're like surrounded by people that you love and care about or who are just invested in the same goal as you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, yes. Nothing beats that feeling when you're sitting in a room of women where you're just like, man, like these ladies are awesome. And I'm not saying that they're awesome because they have their life together. You know, it's just yeah, awesome yeah. to be able to experience life with them in a way yes. that is vulnerable and is real. And being able to work to get to that point with individuals or trying to seek out those individuals. And then also trying to identify what's taking away from that experience for you. Yes, I agree. And just it's not about, you know, people having it together, because as you said, I don't think that anybody has it all together, right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it might appear like that on the surface. But I think that, you know, each one of us have their own struggles at different times in our lives or our, you know, seasons or whatever you want to call it. Uh, we yeah. we all go through different struggles or, or difficulties or not knowing exactly what we're doing. And, you know, and this is yeah. also OK. This is what life is is all about. It's about being in a room with women or whatever, with people that give you that energy and, and that might question some of the things that you're doing yeah. but they're doing it in an inspiring way in a motivational yeah. way in a way that you know pushes you to your boundaries and but in a good way you know yeah and uh, and and as opposed to you know I've I've also been in these situations where I will meet with what I thought at the time were friends and then 10 minutes into con the conversation I was already completely drained you know and yeah. and after you know after an hour or whatever I will walk walk away from that, you know, get right. together or, and I'll just be miserable and in a completely, right. you know, bad mood. And as it's I said, when I was younger, I, I wasn't really aware of how I'm affected by these people, but they are these people, you know, they're yes. this type of people that, you know, they just see, uh, I, I heard a quote somewhere that, you know, this negative type of people, they have a problem to every solution or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, which I thought one. it was, yeah, which I thought it was kind of funny. But how do you deal with someone that is slightly more on the negative side, or you know, that yeah. is affecting you in a negative, that, that is projecting this negative energy? How do you deal with this right. type of people? I think that we all have to interact with these people at different points, you know, and it may just mm -hmm. be that, like, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, you're just having a bad day. You need someone to talk to. Like, I can totally do that. But then. We also maybe are stuck in, you have like that coworker, that person who it's not like a voluntary relationship in your life, but mm. they are, we, we call it instead of being an energy giver, it's an energy sucker. Yes. <laughs> You're like, oh man, you are like sucking the positive vibes right out of my body right now. It's hard to be in that situation. And also if it's like a working situation where I don't have the choice of like, just limiting the amount of time that I'm spending with you. But it's a, the biggest thing that I've always stressed for even my high school health students, for myself, for friends, when they've expressed that they're having a hard time in a relationship with someone who's an energy sucker is to create really good boundaries for yourself emotionally. And mm. then also make sure that you're taking time to invest in yourself. So uh, by creating boundaries, usually the things I'm talking about is how much am I willing to share with that person? And then mm. how much am I also willing to take on? 
that can I be a listening ear while creating a boundary that I'm not going to emotionally get involved in your problems or in your chaos. I'm also not going to emotionally take on your emotional burden and take that with me outside of this room or this conversation. That mm. if you need to vent and you're in that place and it's a really dark place, I want to be supportive, but I'm not going to emotionally carry that burden with me throughout the day. I'm going to allow you to unburden that and then I'm going to move on with my day. I'm going to take my deep breath and I'm going to move forward or at the same time too, trying to put in positive comments. If it's just a constant complaining that's mm. going on, then trying to say like, oh, well, is there something that you do like about it? Or like, maybe you could try this, you know, giving them positive solutions or right. trying to point out things that you do like about the situation. Maybe they're complaining about something that you're both experiencing. It's like, oh, well, like, I don't think it's that bad, you know, or right. like inserting those positive vibes. So that person, we say misery loves company. So yes, <laughs> if I like feed into the negativity, then it's probably not only going to bring me down, but also bring that person to a lower place. And ultimately, I am not going to compromise who I am and how I feel based off of an interaction that I'm having with one person during the day, that I'm going to maintain who I am and my disposition and my outlook on life, even if that person is having a tough day or is continuing to show up with the same type of attitude every day that's okay mm. the best thing I can do is like remain consistent by setting those boundaries emotionally and knowing that I'm gonna have that interaction during the day and just trying to do what I can do to keep that energy and keep that conversation as positive as possible but on top of that taking care of yourself so Yes, yeah, I'm gonna, I love I know that. that. I'm going to get energy sucked, you know, yes. <laughs> that conversation or with that person. But what am I doing to take care of myself? Because I'm definitely more susceptible to giving in to those negative people or that negative energy when I'm already tired, you know, when I'm mm. not getting enough sleep, when I am hungry, when I'm crabby, you know, or right, right. when I already am having like negative mental energy, I'm not taking the time to like do my meditation or like have a little bit of self-care in my life. And so I'm more susceptible to giving into those things. So really, when it comes to those people who they don't enhance your community in a positive way, and we can't create a physical boundary of limiting time that we're saying mm, with them, mm. then what can I do to create emotional boundaries and also make sure I'm supporting myself so that that interaction doesn't become the defining interaction of my day or something yes. that I have to dwell on later on. And I can actually put my energy into the relationships and the people who are positive, who are building me up, who I get to encourage and who we can both like vent with each other in a way that's constructive. Yes, I agree. And this is really very, very powerful. And I think it's also about in, like expectations. If you know yeah. at the end of the day that you have this one or two people in your environment, not necessarily, you know, friends or family or whatever, but just yeah. at work where you cannot, as you said, you cannot like escape that type of interaction I think yeah. it's also about the expectations you cannot expect this type of person all of a sudden has changed overnight right. and has this like super positive you know outlook on life yes. um, so I think it's all about you know also managing this expectation and just knowing and be aware okay this is how it is but as you said I'm not gonna you know emotionally invest myself in in um, in in that type of 
relationship as well as also you know conversation or interaction you know what I mean so and uh, you bring up a really good point too of like what if that person is your family member you know like what if that person is your friend um which I think for most people it usually is um Mm -hmm. and uh, I still think those two things apply you know I'm gonna make sure I'm taking care of myself I'm gonna make sure I'm setting emotional boundaries but the nice thing about that too is if you're doing those things and uh, it's still too much and it's overwhelming then you can like limit your exposure and amount of time or maybe change the circumstances where you are interacting with that person maybe it's more activity based thing so you aren't just sitting and talking with them all the time Mm. um and then another one too though if it's a meaningful relationship to you like maybe you just have a friend who like they're constantly dragging but you've been friends for a long time and you really care about them even though it's really hard for you to care about them that may be the situation where it is appropriate to let them know in that positive light like hey I really care about you I really care about our friendship and it's so meaningful to me. I've been realizing like you've been going through a really hard time and you've been struggling and I want to help you and I want to be supportive, but I'm not sure how best to do that without also giving so much of my energy that I also feel drained. And so Mm. is something I could specifically do that might help you in these situations so that you can feel more optimistic about it and I can be a better friend without having to take on these emotional burdens that are also making it hard for me, too. Yes. And then, I mean, you get to be the judge of when that conversation is best. Yes. (laughs) Some people, it's like, nope, we're not having that combo. Like, exactly. It's fine. It's not worth it. Moving on. But there are friendships where it's like, it's totally worth it to let them know that you see them struggling and you want to help. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But in the recent years for me, uh, you know, ever since I started, you know, be more aware of my environment and, you know, started my mindfulness journey, as I like to call it, I realized that, you know, some of the people that I had surrounded myself with, they're just, you know, draining all my energy and they're just not they're not bad people I don't want to say that but it's 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 you know there's just too much and I had really just it was a very difficult thing to do but I had actually you know really distanced myself from them yeah Uh, and it's never an easy thing to do and and it's a process but as you said at the end of the day you know you gotta do what's best for you and if you feel like something is is not quite right you don't see a positive change then then you kind of have to decide you know how you want to deal with that yeah Um, I think a big skill that I talk with a lot of my students about I teach some social emotional health and learning Mm -hmm. and it's how do I create healthy boundaries in my relationships where Mm -hmm. I can really love and care about people but I can also create relationships that are healthy as an outcome because when our when our relationships lack boundaries they can become unhealthy in all sorts of different ways and it doesn't matter if it's a family a friend or a significant other in that case but there are definitely ways that we can cultivate positive relationships and be intentional about creating a positive community that we can surround ourselves with or how we can find those people. Because I know sometimes it's like, oh, I just got out of college and 
I'm in a new city. I don't know how to mm. find friends. Or I, finding friends is hard, man. It <laughs> is. It it's is. It's a hard thing to do. And especially when you want to create a positive community. But I do think that there are some simple steps or tools that we can use to be able to create the community or the friendships of our dreams, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And that actually leads me to my last question. What are those steps? <laughs> okay, there we go. I love it. Um, I think one of the ones we already hit on at the very beginning is be authentic, be vulnerable. Mm. Um, mm. If you aren't open to other people, then they're going to have a hard time being open to you too. And that's kind of a hard one. But we did hit on that one at the beginning. And then yes. I love this. It totally applies to guys too, even though girls were all about those relationships. I remember <laughs> my husband saying when we first got married and a lot of guys go through this phase, they're like, oh, I don't have friends. They're like, oh, I don't have friends, which I'm like, that's not true, is what you say as a wife, you know. But at the same time, it's a valid point. And one of the first things I would tell him is, like, how, who have you reached out to? You know, have you put yourself out there? Right, right, <laughs> right. Have you texted any of your guy friends in the area? Or have you gone to any events or activities through whether it's like your school or your church or through your work, you know, um, right. like work the social circles that you already have to meet new people, which it sounds we're going back to Dayton, you know, like mm, mm. we want to find those girlfriends, those people who are interested in the same things as us. Where are we going to find them? We're going to find them at activities that we love doing. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. Whether you need to like join a recreation volleyball team and you're going to meet some people that way or whether you want to go to a small group through your church, you're going to meet new girls that way. Or maybe you're just seeing there's a tone it up event in your area or <laughs> another thing fitness event in your area where they're doing yoga and you love yoga like go you know that's yes. like the first tip is if you want to create and cultivate friendships that are meaningful then you have to put yourself out there and meet people and that mm. may mean going by yourself and that may mean you go by yourself and you don't meet anyone that time but I'm going to encourage you to keep going because it really is a numbers game if I meet enough people then I'm bound yes. to meet someone who's kind of like me, who I kind of connect with. And then you're looking for step two, the spark, right? Yes. <laughs> you're like, oh my gosh, I met my friend Kasha because it was the worst winter. I was scared to drive to work. We had a long commute and I heard there was another girl who worked in the same area as me who also made the drive. So I sent her a text and I was just like, hey, do you think that we could commute to work together that you would be willing to drive us? And she was like, yeah, that sounds great. So we hopped in the car the first day we commuted together. We chatted the entire way and we found out we had so much in common. We were so similar. We had a lot of the same hobbies of being physically fit, being active, taking care of ourselves, teaching, all oh, wow. these things that we had in common and we had no idea. And so much so that I called my husband at lunch and I he asked, oh, how was commuting with the new girl? And I was like, I really like her. I feel like we're going to be good friends. Oh. <laughs> and it, it's the funniest thing because on the way home, I told her that I told my husband, like, I think we're going to be good friends. And she's like, I told my husband the same thing. <laughs> right. So this is our very first time meeting. It's been three years now. We're still close friends. We've gone on lots of trips together. And if we hadn't been vulnerable and said like, oh, by the way, creepy, I mm. told my husband we're going to be friends now. Yes. Then who knows if we would have had that friendship. 
And uh, so that's kind of the spark that you're looking mm. for, that you just end up chatting with a girl. You have a lot of things in common. You're enjoying hanging out and uh, you have common interests. And from there, you go to step three. So step three is get the contact information. Reach out again. <laughs> you know, reach out again. Make a second date. That's what we're going to call it. You got to make yes. a second date. Because the thing about friendship is in order to have good friends, you got to be good friend. So mm. you got to invest time and it takes time and it takes effort. But having meaningful friendships is going to be a foundation that you come back to no matter what's happening with your career or in other areas of your life. So it's always a foundation that's worth investing in. And that may mean that I'm going to get that girl's contact info or I'm going to like hit her up on Instagram. I'm going to send her a DM and be like, hey, what are you doing this week? Do you want to go get coffee? Do you want to go shopping? Do you want to maybe we both like yoga? So we're going to yoga, um, whatever it is, but make a plan to hang out another time why not Wednesday is always a good excuse to hang out with friends yeah that's right? true that's true yeah <laughs> I was like it can be super low-key really chill but definitely reach out so ultimately starting out we gotta make sure that we're putting ourselves out there that we're going to things that we're interested in where we're gonna meet other people who are interested where if we have a spark with someone be vulnerable right be authentic don't be scared but let them know like oh, like, oh my gosh, I totally love that too. And recognize mm. that and then reach out to them again later because really that's how relationships are built are slowly over time with like time, effort, consistency. And the nice thing is if the second time you hang out, you're like, oh man, we like don't get along that well. That's okay. Keep going to other events in your area and slowly you're gonna find that tribe and build it. I, I think a good example actually is the group of Torn Up Girls in the Tri-Cities is so awesome and amazing. They're all so kind and thoughtful. Mm. But four years ago, four or five years ago, I started doing Tone It Up, and Melody was the only other girl in the Tri-Cities doing it. And wow. for years, it was like Melody and me and Maria, three other three girls in the entire town. And we we're doing meetups and we we're posting about the meetups and like no one was coming. It was just the three of us. But we had great relationship. Yes. And then slowly over time, because we were consistent, more girls found the group, more girls found the group. And the last mm. two summers, we've done Tone It Up Tri-Cities girls retreats with 10 to 15 girls wow. at each one. And it didn't happen overnight, you know, of that course, community yeah. and those relationships, they didn't happen overnight. And, but at the same time, it was totally worth it to stay consistent and find other girls who love being active, love working out, encouraging each other to be accountable, to reach your goals and to find new things in our area to do together. So I would say those are the biggest tips that I have. It's going to take time and effort, but you won't regret it. And you're going to meet some of the most amazing women that maybe you didn't even know a year ago. Yeah. Oh, that's I, I love those those steps. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's easy to apply. You're like one, two and three. Got it. Ex exactly. Yeah. Bam, bam, bam. Let's go. 
<laughs> yep, most definitely. If all else fails, you know, you always have your puppy or your cat at home. They'll love you, and it's okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but like, least, that's fine too. <laughs> yeah. Elise, as always, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and experience. Um, it's very much appreciated. I, as I said, I love having you on the podcast. I love your energy. I love the positive vibe and every message that that you're sending out. I think it's it's great. And um, to our audience, thank you so much for listening. I hope that with this episode, we were able to inspire you to take a not only closer look at the people around you and to reevaluate the effect that each one of them has on your life, but also just to be open up and, you know, put yourself out there, be vulnerable and look for women or tribe, uh, create that community. But as Elise said, just just get out there, be vulnerable and, and create these relationships and be consistent because as, as Elise said, it will take time. Yes, so. most definitely. Um, thank you so much for having me. I have been so excited just to talk about community, developing meaningful relationships. And I hope that If anything, there's just like one thing in there that you can pull out that you can apply to your life to create a community that's more positive, more encouraging, and the friendships that you've always wanted, then I hope that you found it here. Yes, absolutely. And also to for our audience to get your daily dose of realness and inspiration, make sure that you follow Elise on Instagram at Elise Lee Fit. Thank you so much for listening and for being here. It truly means the world to me. I would love to connect with as many of you as possible. So let's connect on Instagram. You can find me at Slowolution for your daily dose of healthy living inspiration. If you feel inspired by this episode and want to learn more about all things health, well-being and motherhood, be sure to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. This way, the podcast can reach and inspire even more moms and moms-to-be. And make sure you stay tuned for the many upcoming exciting episodes. Wish you all a lovely week.